is no man's land, Diana. It means no man can cross it, all right? This battalion has been here for nearly a year, and they, they barely gained an inch. All right, because on the other side, there are a bunch of Germans pointing machine guns at every square inch of this place. This is not something you can cross. It's not possible. So what? So we do nothing? No, we, do, we are doing something. We are. We just... We can't save everyone in this war. This is not what we came here to do. It's what I'm going to do. That was a clip from Wonder Woman. And this is original remake. On this episode, returning guest, and I do mean returning as he was on the very last one on Blade Runner, Dave Hart from Pop Culture Case Study joins me to compare that summer release Diana! to a new fall release, Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Here's the trailer for that film, and after that, our 30-minute discussion. Who's Charles Moulton? That is my pseudonym. Why don't you write Wonder Woman under your real name? Because most Americans have a low opinion of comic book writers. Or is it something else? A person is most happy when they are submissive to a loving authority. I want to study her. She'll break your heart. You'll be jealous. I'm your wife, not your jailer. I think you long for an unconventional life. Maybe I just want her because you do. You think it's possible to love two people at the same time? Why not? What is normal? It can never happen. The world won't let it. The world can't stop us. Is this what you really want? Dr. Marston, every issue of Wonder Woman is filled with violence, torture, and sadomasochism. This abnormal behavior in your comic is reckless. A woman must not be told how to use her freedom. She must find out for herself. If you want to understand the mind of a woman, you can start with that. You are brilliant, pure of heart, hilarious, ferocious. You are my life. Wonder Woman has a secret identity. Why is that? She has to hide her true self from man's world. What would happen if Wonder Woman's secret identity was revealed? Everything would be lost. I wonder if you were the one with a secret identity. All right. So, Dave, you, uh, you you mentioned me off mic, and then you end up producing, how dare you, a review uh, without me for Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. Finally, a good movie in 2017, and I'm like, Mike hey, doesn't Mike, get this. It's one of my favorites of the year. Bye now. I'm going to talk about this with my wife, which I understand. You know, you, you have you have a little bit more of a personal relationship with her. I mean, it's Maybe. pretty close. They're, yeah. they're like 1A and 1B, so. 
That, that works for me. All right. I'll take it for now. For now, I said. For now. <laughs> there are always New Year's resolutions we can That's both right. make. It's coming up. Forward. <laughs> so, you know, this is a film I would think most people would not expect to top anyone's list. I'm not, And I'm not even speaking to the yeah. quality of it, but even for art house fair and i don't know if it's fair to call it that because it got a semi-wide release at least the two big chains a surprise my neck of the woods wide release it was played stunned. but it's not wide release material this is like the no. film that came to mind for me was uh kinsey which i've not seen since sure. its initial yeah. release and that was definitely oscar bait material and this resides somewhere in the middle and i can only assume it's because it's following the massive success of wonder woman and right. so they're hoping that it's the behind the scenes. Here's the true story of Wonder Woman. But as I was watching it, I was thinking, man, I bet Warner Brothers and the film division for DC, much like the uh, the people that took over the, the comic book, are like, I wish this movie had not come out. Because you're, <laughs> you're, you're kind of muddying the waters as far as what people perceive Wonder Woman, the character, to be as an icon, mm-hmm. and then putting a very personal touch on it. Like, it, right. this film reveals how deeply personal that fictional character, that superhero, was to the, the creator's real life. So my, my first question to you is, do you think it muddies the waters at all, or do you think this is going to provide some beneficial context to people who maybe are new fans of Wonder Woman just as a film character. Um, I think it does muddy the waters more than a little bit. Um, it's interesting you brought up like, oh, you know, they kind of publicize this as the real life story of the creation of Wonder Woman. And like, that's the framing device that they're using. But that's not what this movie is about at all. Like, it's there. It's there in the background. But it's really about these three people's lives. It's a it's a love story. It's not like, oh, let's find out behind the scenes of the way Wonder Woman was drawn. Like, that's that's kind of touched upon in the movie, but just kind of in this glancing way. Um, but I think it's interesting. It's it's always difficult when you're talking about, you know, when you're talking about feminism, when you're talking about feminist icons, and then you come to the understanding that there is a kind of uh, kinky beginning to this character and the way it's portrayed uh, originally. And I think it's a really interesting story, but if I was running WB, I would not be super happy about this movie coming out right on the heels. And I think anyone who watches this thinking like, oh, I liked Wonder Woman, I'll like this, might be a little bit mistaken. Like, it's not... I don't think it's the same kind of movie, you know? It's not just like, oh, well, let's find out. I really like Batman. Let's find out about Bob Kane. Like, it's not really, <laughs> it's not quite the same as that. Like, it's a much more detailed. He's an asshole. Sorry. I'll, just, I'll just spoil it for people. That's what I've heard. Uh, Bill Finger. Yes. Bill Finger, Screwed yeah. Screwed over. Like a lot of, yeah. Um, well, okay, that, but that, that is a little, you have to admit it's a little strange here because you're a huge fan of mm-hmm. this, this film. So... Do you think that the Wonder Woman character now, because like, the, the way that it's sort of the film ends, at least this uh, Professor Marston film, is that it acknowledges that Wonder Woman is a bit the character far afield of what mm-hmm. he, he initially wanted and what he got out of sort of producing those comics. Like his aims and desires, right? probably not there and probably haven't no. been for decades, decades upon yeah. decades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that, do you think that's a... Sad ending, or is it? Is it too? You know, is is Wonder Woman as she's gone on to become, especially with the success of the the film this year, as being some sort of uh, not just feminist icon, but just 
a female superhero for much like Ghostbusters was mm-hmm. perceived to be last year. It's something that girls can aspire to. They get to see themselves on screen for once right. or like a version of a character they can play as like, it, it is weird to, to have this. Cause normally I think if I saw a film like this, I'd be like, they fucked it up. They ruined the creator's intent. But it's one of those weird things where I can like what the initial intent was of the Wonder Woman mm-hmm. character and find myself not minding that it's not necessarily the same yeah. thing anymore, that it's gone on to have like a second life. Right, yeah. I didn't see it as a sad ending at all. Um, I think like, does the character represent exactly um, what this guy wanted? Like his whole like diss theory? Like is that? No, definitely not. It doesn't quite line up with that. But what it does line up with is creating a a fully rounded female character who women and girls can look up to. And I think it's still that. And I think the character is very different from the character he created. But I think you still have that. You still have this kind of, you know, there's a whole scene in the movie about like, you know, together you two are the perfect woman. And that's what he's creating in Wonder Woman. And I think that still kind of holds true. Like you're not going to have this whole theory go through through comics and decades and decades and decades. But I do still think you have a female character that women can look up to and women can respect and you can understand why it has this longevity. That has to be part of the uh, reasoning for the success of Wonder Woman, the the film. The you know the first time we're seeing a proper feature adaptation of this character, not just a uh, you know comic book animated straight to DVD right. sort of thing, or her being involved like as a side character, like in Batman versus Superman. Sure, but it was interesting that there was sort of an announcement with this film that I don't think fans expected uh, this summer that. W- we're going to distance ourselves. And it wasn't just the plot device of let's go back in the past. The first Wonder Woman, it was almost like an announcement that this is it's like, this is too good for the, the Zack Snyder voice or sandbox. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That there has to be some distance here. And I felt like they, you know, whatever DC's doing with their comic properties, it seems like they're going more that direction as far as just let them be standalone things. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like cinematically, if that's going to be Wonder Woman's legacy. That this was truly the, uh, you know, the the one that took down that sort of Marvel idea of like interconnectivity, where it's like, you know, what, let them stand on their own principles. Like this character, there are so many fans that this means much more to than this just being Batman versus Superman four, mm-hmm. you know. And I I don't know if that's just reading too much into it as someone who follows the industry, uh, but it felt like, especially watching Professor Marston, that you get a better understanding of that type of thinking, the subtext of what creative decisions these people make. And it actually made me appreciate Wonder Woman, the film more, mm-hmm. not because it was like, Oh, this is just like, you know, I, I wasn't saying where's the fucking kink for my Wonder Woman movie, <laughs> but I was just like, you know what? <laughs> there was probably a little bit more thought and care put into this. And in that way they did acknowledge the original creation as far as like, okay, we're, we are dealing with something of more importance than just yet another superhero movie. And I felt like that actually did hold true to what, you know, Marston would have wanted that, that, mm-hmm. that it was treated with respect, at least the, the film version, Patty Jenkins version of the, the character. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think there's, you know, when you're making, finally making a comic book movie with a female hero, there's a lot of pressure that goes into that. Like, please don't screw this up. Don't, don't use the, 
you know, the Joss Whedon draft, don't, don't make this sexist, don't make this terrible, with, you know, these guy-led superhero movies, like, if one bombs, like, really, who gives a shit? Like, who cares? Because there's another one coming down the well, pike. Well, there's still know? a lot of people that care. Oh, well, yes, <laughs> but- yes. But in the grand scheme of things, as a company, it's like, okay, that didn't do so well, but, you know, we've got another one coming in three months, so... It's totally fine. But with this female led story, like it's got to be good and it's got to be, it's got to connect with women. So it was really smart of them to, you know, actually have a female director and, you know, have, have her on board and make this, make this what it was supposed to be. So there's a lot of pressure that goes into it and it does have to stand apart. It can't just be, quote, just another superhero movie. Like it's got, it kind of has to be special. Uh, and I think they actually did accomplish that. And who thought I would say that about a DCEU movie? But it is a comic book movie that stands out, and I think this movie stands out too, and we understand why Wonder Woman is so important and why they could make her a character in this newer movie that is, you know, much more pure and good than the kind of boys club that we've had for, you know, the last decade or so. You d- you did say, you know, you're not you're not wrecking, recommending people who are necessarily huge fans of Wonder Woman, the Patty Jenkins superhero film, to run out to the theater to see this film. Yeah. But do you think it works better, more effectively at relaying uh, the concepts, the origins of the character than something like Kinsey, which because you at least do have an icon to say like, oh, so that's how it came about. Like I recognize sure. the powers, I recognize the lasso of truth, mm-hmm. you know, the, the invisible plane. There are little fun nods that you can. It's almost like getting all of that particular like sort of, you know, pop psychology where you have some degree of sort of cliff notes to it. You, know, you have some into it where something like Kinsey, you know, you may not, you may not have even considered such things before, even if you're, you're kind of aware of them. And yeah. Like you, it, I'm very aware in the bedroom. <laughs> I'm extremely aware of all this. Before. Good. Good. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. Is that it gives you kind of an instant buy-in. Like, even if you're not like, I'm not a huge wonder woman fan. Like I've never owned a wonder woman comic or anything like that, but it is such a part of pop culture that you know, these things immediately. You, you know, you, as you said, you know, the powers, you know, the outfit, you know, the TV show, the movie, whatever it is. Whereas with something like Kinsey, unless you're like a psychology nerd, like me, you're going to be like, what? The Kinsey scale, what is all this about? Like, I don't really understand this. And there's a lot more work that has to go into it where using this, this kind of discussion of whether this, uh, whether this comic book is profane or not as their, uh, as their framing device, I think really helps hook you into the story from the very beginning and then leads you into this love story. What was it about the love story that uh, grabbed you so much with this film? Cause that's, that was the first thing you came out saying, you know, this mm-hmm. is what this film is really about. And I have to admit that um, I didn't really know anything about the backstory other than as a comic book fan, I had heard, you know, someone make reference to like, oh, Wonder Woman was based on like the creators into bondage and kinky sex. And, you know, uh, given that I have access to the Internet and have, you know, for most of my, uh, you know, a life, really not even adult life. I clearly was not that interested to look it up. I was just like, oh, cool. Makes a Wonder Woman even better. That's awesome. Like, that was as far as I went. You know, I didn't care. Whatever. I was just like, however you got there, man, I like the character. Right. So what was a uh, – I knew nothing about this actual real-life romance, like a, a true love story between these three people. Mm-hmm. What was it that uh, that was so effective uh, about for you? Because as you said, you're not a huge Wonder Woman fan necessarily. 
Right. The the bondage thing is kind of secondary, I think. I think it's, you know, there's some interesting things that they talk about. They talk about consent in that whole kind of rope sequence, and I really liked the way they handled that. But it's very rare you're going to see a non-monogamous uh, romantic relationship portrayed with such kind of tenderness on screen um, and also showing the intricacies of it, how complex it gets and the arguments that start and how difficult it is. Like you, you had mentioned off mic that your favorite part of this movie is like them raising a family together and kind of dealing with all the, you know, I mean, raising a family is difficult for a monogamous couple, but you throw in this extra hidden layer where they can't really say what their relationship is out in public and, you know, the troubles their kids have. I thought that stuff all really worked. So it was really nice to see this non-monogamous relationship portrayed in a way and also a queer relationship portrayed in a way that you care about everyone involved. I don't think and they all make mistakes uh, and they all do good things. And there's never one person who is made out to be the villain, which I really appreciated. And I ended up caring about all three of these characters a lot. That's something that I think we, we probably take for granted uh, because even with something like, you know, in particular superhero films, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're looking for our entry point as far as they're just like us, you know, like <laughs> Peter right. Parker, you know, he, he has, you know, he has problems, uh, with his girlfriend or with his, his family life, like, you know, meeting curfew or homework, what have you. And Wonder Woman did a really good job. And it, it sort of subverted it because even the people that she's interacting with, the Chris Pine's character is a spy. You know, he's, he's a brave individual that, you know, mm-hmm. they make a point in the film saying that he, he would be considered more than your average man mm-hmm. next to this, this walking God. But with, it was something like a, you know, a, a biopic here i would have to i would probably guess that most people don't have this particular life experience and right. so i think they were they were going to meet some of the same issues that a superhero sort of would meet in that mm-hmm. how do you handle this relationship where most people especially i could i could see a trailer cut up to where you're just you know making this some sort of weird nerdy comic book version of wild things where it's right like, you know, yeah the, the, the office space line like you know the the neighbor like two chicks at the same time right and exactly. actually having to to make that a working love story where once the sex is over where you're still wanting to and still rooting for these people to be together because mm-hmm. I, I think for the most part you know anyone uh, that would be checking this out or if they just saw this or i'm to be blurb they might say like oh, okay i'll watch up to a point but then i don't care anymore but yeah i was i was the the dork that actually didn't like the sex scene like at all. Like I didn't stop like, fucking <laughs> and get, get to raising kids. Will you? Jeez. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know if that's just me complaining about the sex scene or, uh, you know, one thing that I've always liked about sex stories and I've always told this to my buddies, like, you know, if you have a sex story, I don't really want to hear like I had sex or I did this or that. doesn't matter to me. It's not my penis. So I don't get any of the, <laughs> the glory of it, but I've always, I've always been fascinated by the, what next scenario mm-hmm. be it a one night stand or in this case it's like i was like okay how how is this actually gonna work if this is right not just about sex but this is uh a relationship built uh as three equal parts and all of them love each other like truly you buy into they love each other mm-hmm. so yeah i want to see what's the day-to-day life like you know what yeah. is what is the especially when you're dealing with a um we're used to seeing these these type of battles between uh, not only just a man and woman, but just two people, you know, one maybe having more career su- success, more right. success with the, the kids, family here. When you add an extra element to it, I, I thought the film did it 
pretty good job of balancing all that where you can see where the problems that are going to come in when two people feel perfectly fine with the way the relationship's going. And then one person is made to feel like an outcast mm -hmm. because there's something left somehow wanting. And that, that stuff really worked well here. And that, that's very delicate to do because I think there is going to be a suspicion primarily from men that you're looking at this male character is like, I know what you're in it for. I know. Right. I know exactly. <laughs> and I think the film makes a really good – they make a really good decision by, I think, focusing much more on the two women than they do uh, on the man. He takes a back seat in a lot of this, even in that sex scene, which you weren't a fan of. There are a lot of moments where, like, he's just kind of standing off to the side uh, and the two of them are having their moment. And I, I like that it – you know, given the fact that this is about, you know, Professor Marston and the Wonder Women, which these two women uh, became the basis for Wonder Woman, I think the movie needs to focus on them. And I think it does a good job of that. You mentioned the uh, Joss Whedon screenplay of Wonder Woman, <laughs> which I think did the opposite. Because I'm a jerk. Had... <laughs> well, Just can't let you know, it go. If anyone is uh, – <laughs> familiar with it and you don't need to uh do any homework uh no. for this to check it out but basically uh the steve trevor character which in uh patty jenkins version was played by chris pine still normal man doesn't have superpowers but for the most part he is there to <laughs> explain and lecture wonder woman <laughs> tell about you the world. what's what wonder woman <laughs> <laughs> which jesus you know i I, I'm not the world's biggest fan of Joss Whedon's work, but uh, that's probably something that has popped up time and time again when you have an all-powerful sort of character, or one who has more powers than others. There's always someone. I'm thinking of like Firefly in particular. Right. There's the brother-sister relationship where the brother plays a caretaker to his much stronger, more powerful like, sister. Look, look crazy little sister. Let me uh, let me guide you <laughs> here. Yeah, right. There's a lot of that in his work for sure. And you don't see that in. Uh, Either one of these Wonder Woman films that we got mm -hmm. this year, the true story or the, the one about the actual character, uh, for the most part, I've found the, the men to be very in touch, not only with their own sort of place in the world, but also the, the, the women they've, they've chosen to fall in love with. And uh, that's what I liked about Chris Pine's portrayal and what I really liked about Luke, Luke Evans. I didn't expect him. I, th I thought for sure we were going to get a lot of grandstanding from this character yeah i thought yeah. we were gonna get That's a lot of usually what he does type stuff yep yeah yep and i think this is easily the best performance of his career i don't think it's i don't think he's done anything that's come close to this and it was it was really interesting because there's a whole like you mentioned the kind of bondage of the movie and there's a whole like discussion discussion about who's submissive and who's dominant and you kind of expect this kind of stereotypical alpha male looking guy um to be the dominant one i like that they kind of subvert that throughout the movie um and, and i like his portrayal of that there's a couple scenes where he you know gets in a fight with one of these women and and then the other woman goes and handles it like okay let me solve the problem that you just caused you big dumb animal like let me let me figure this out for you so you know i i like that he was willing to kind of like take the back seat a little bit through most of this movie and you're being a little unkind to yes, I am. <laughs> Mr. Marston here, you big dumb animal. Very, <laughs> very uh, intellectual guy, uh, very in touch with those around him. Very, very much, you know, as an artist here, what I liked yes. about it was he, he really took in ideas. Like he, he acknowledged others mm -hmm. like, oh, that's good. Like, and not only just in his personal life, but there's a funny moment with uh, Oliver Platt. And, you know, his, <laughs> that's right. you know, he's just like... <laughs> Just call her Wonder Woman. You know, why have that be like sort of the subtitle? He's a guy that knows how to work with people. And I'm yeah, assuming I, if you're in a uh, 
relationship with more than one person. You better be. You'd have yeah. to be. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, I think that's a great point to bring up about his character, and I think you can see it in that interaction. You can see it in his interactions with his partners, and even while he's teaching this class, like just kind of listening to his students and taking this all in and trying to explain things in a way that's not just so he can understand, but so everyone can understand. I think he 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 adapts very well to the circumstances, and he gets put in some very difficult situations. I mean, given the fact that, you know, at certain points of the movie, the the truth of their relationship leaks out, and it causes a lot of problems with his work, and he's got to adjust to it. And if anything, he is the calm one when this happens, whereas the character of his wife, played excellently by Rebecca Hall, is the one who will fly off the handle a little bit more readily than he will. This film, I wasn't as high on it as, as you. I, I enjoyed it. Um, the fucking could have been better, as always. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm all for it. I was, I was cracking you know. up when you were like, I don't like the sex scene. Mike, who in every episode I've ever been on with, is like, why aren't they fucking? I don't understand. They should be fucking already. You finally get fucking, and you're like, not good enough. <laughs> no, let's let's get to the uh, the family calendar making as far as who's picking up whom from school meal planning that. like that's yeah. <laughs> but it did make it made me appreciate because I liked Wonder Woman quite a bit and I came very late to it. I didn't see it until it was like it was out on DVD and Blu-ray, but I, it was still playing in theaters because you know Hollywood tanked this summer everything but Wonder Woman, <laughs> yeah. so well. I still had a chance to see it. <laughs> And uh, I liked it, and I thought, like, oh, that was kind of like, it was old-fashioned, like, back to the basics. Like, they just had nice people. Like, they had nice heroic people that are not conflicted on screen. Like, any arguments they have, it's about the best way to save the world. Not not wallowing in grief or rage. And I I like what you just said, because it it really does feel, at least like the the film version of Diana uh, in Patty Jenkins' film, it does feel like a mixture, at least from the portrayals we get from Luke Evans, Rebecca Hall, as far as mm-hmm. I could see his wife in Wonder Woman. I could see that creation as far as being very headstrong, but also someone who is open, obviously right. to the world and has to be at a certain point, has to be mm-hmm. open to other people, uh, not, you know, walking in her footsteps, not having her, her abilities. And that's something that's always sort of awkwardly handled in superhero films is yeah. that, Making them human, but also not like bending over backwards to berate them to be more human in the Joss Whedon way, like here, idiot, or the Dave Hart way, you big, you big, dumb, strong animal, like (laughs) be more human. (laughs) So, I guess that's just a long way of saying I, I still felt like this film it made me appreciate the fact that even though this is not, you know, the one woman we got that's. Uh, a part of the the DCEU is definitely not uh, kink filled, um, but it, yes. does, it does feel not yet, like a very Mike. honorable creation. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see if grim and gritty come back. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping if it's <laughs> if it gets kinky that uh, that just means Chris Pine has somehow been brought back from the dead. That Let's would be really kinky. Stick with him being him <laughs> being naked would be like zombie <laughs> naked Chris Pine. That would be very kinky. It's. You win that battle. Mike. I mean, he can he can he can pilot the invisible jet in the in the buff, you know, just <laughs> everything just floating around. Oh, that's fantastic! Got a winner on our hands. Yeah, I'd, I'd buy Brothers, a ticket. Listen to me. Yeah, that's right. It'll be better than <laughs> Suicide Squad. So take the ride, out. baby. <laughs> With Chris Pine. <laughs> oh goodness. 
So on that note, uh, Dave, uh, where can people get this type of uh, commentary on uh, pop culture and uh, psychology? Uh, asking for a naked, <laughs> invisible yeah, jet pilot. I feel like I've Chris got Bond. a lot to talk to you about. Um, you can check out my show, Pop Culture Case Study, where we do take a look at the world of psychology and film and how they intersect. Uh, you can look up Pop Culture Case Study on all of your podcatchers of choice, or you can follow me at PC Case Study on Twitter. And you can follow this show on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Original Remake. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or go to followingfilms.com where you'll find great podcasts like Pop Culture Case Study or the show that Dave and I co-host called The Grand Gesture, which looks at romantic tropes in films. And our latest episode is on Wonder Woman. I didn't see you come in. Would you say you're a typical example of your sex? I am above average. What's that? It's a, uh... oh, uh... it's a watch. <clears throat> 